butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Oh, dear. You all right over there? What's going on? Take a look. Mm. It's in a book. What's happening today? A reading rainbow. Ah, uh, we're doing the reading rainbow one today. Okay, you finished mm-hmm. with the little song there? Yes, my childhood memories have now been fulfilled. Okay, well, as many of our listeners may have figured out, we are going to be talking about the popular U.S. public TV program Reading Rainbow today. Um, I have never seen Reading Rainbow because I am not and have never been an American child. What? It's a surprise to everybody. I feel lied to for 10 years. I thought you were from Pittsburgh. We're on a real run of non-creepy stories on Ungenius. When you say things like that, I get nervous about what the future holds. Tomorrow will worry about itself, Michael. You sound like a James Bond villain. (laughs) (laughs) If that was just like two words shorter, that would be the name of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Reading Rainbow ran on PBS from June 1983 until November 2006, of a total of 155 episodes spanning 21 seasons. Every episode focused on a theme from a book and recommended books for kids to check out from their local library. Hosted by actor and executive producer LeVar Burton, Reading Rainbow was the third longest-running children's series in PBS history after Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. There's an entire page on Wikipedia dedicated to the some 200 broadcast awards given to the show over its lifetime. Uh, Over the show's history, Reading Rainbow hosted numerous celebrities as guest narrators whose reading would be played over still images of the book's pages. But sometimes those illustrations would spring to life of animation and live-action scenes, especially in later seasons, probably when they got a bigger budget. Yeah, definitely. After the featured book was read, Burton visited locations related to the episode's theme, often featuring interviews with guests. The third act often included book reviews, including Burton's catchphrase, but you don't have to take my word for it, as he introduced children to tell viewers about books they had been reading. That phrase is going to come up a little bit later on. I mean, again, without having seen it, does it feel like a great catchphrase? It's a little wordy. Yeah. But I also like that you're foreshadowing in what is probably an eight-minute podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, just, <laughs> ooh, we never know what's going to happen. Uh, each episode <laughs> would end with Burton saying, I'll see you next time directly to the camera, which sounds really creepy when written out like that, right? I remember it like it was yesterday. It wasn't creepy. I'll see you next time. It, no, it was very reassuring because LeVar Burton is our friend. The show's theme song, including the lyrics that Stephen recited at the top of the episode, were performed by Tina Fabrique, which is a wonderful name, and featured one of the first uses of the Buchla synthesizer on television. We should do an episode on synthesizers. We most certainly should. This original opening sequence, which, by the way, it's on YouTube. Mm. Go watch it. It's amazing. Uh, it consisted of a cartoon butterfly transforming the surroundings of young children reading books into cartoon fantasy lands and was used all the way until August 1999 when the sequence was updated to include both live action and what I'm sure were very good CGI effects in a new space theme. The song was now performed by Johnny Kemp. This intro was really short-lived, but in May 2000, it didn't even last a year, a third version was put into service, this time performed by R&B artist Shaka Khan, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, the opening sequence is mostly the same as the second one, but this time featuring Burton in place in some of the animated elements. This episode of Ungenius is brought to you by Circle. Just five more minutes is something parents hear a lot from kids using tech, And it's easy to see why. They have a million distractions. Fortnite, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, and a bunch of stuff I'm probably too old to know about. 
Circle is the easiest way to manage your family's online time across all of their devices in and outside of the home. With Circle Home Plus and the Circle app, parents can filter what content is allowed, set limits for screen time, monitor history and usage, and each family member has a profile that's fully customizable to their needs, age, and maturity. Circle set me up with the Circle Home Plus and the app. It was actually really easy to set up, and I could set different profiles for different family members. So I can allow things for my devices that I don't necessarily want my kids to have access to, all with just a few taps on my iPhone. Right now, our listeners get a limited time offer of $30 off a Circle Home Plus when you visit meetcircle.com slash ungeniused and enter the code ungeniused at checkout. That's $30 off when you visit meetcircle.com slash ungeniused and enter the code ungeniused at checkout. Go and give it a try, meetcircle.com slash ungeniused, and you'll save 30 bucks. You'll never stop worrying about your kids, but with Circle, you'll have one less thing to worry about. Our thanks to Circle for their support of Ungeniused and all of Relay FM. Reading Rainbow was popular, but by 2005, budget cuts at PBS meant that the show was going into permanent rerun status after five last episodes being shot in 2006. Four years later, in March 2010, Burton tweeted that Reading Rainbow 2.0, as he was calling it, was in the works, mm. and almost exactly two years later, he announced the last day of shooting had completed. At Apple's 2012 Worldwide Developers Conference, Burton, along with his business partner Mark Wolf, introduced the Reading Rainbow iPad app. It quickly became the number one educational app in the App Store, and after 18 months, the Reading Rainbow app surpassed 10 million books read and videos watched. That app is still in the App Store today, but under a different name, as we'll soon talk about. In May of 2014, Burton launched a Kickstarter project to revive the television show. It hit its $1 million goal in 12 hours and went on to raise $5.4 million on the crowdfunding platform, with more money coming in directly with one notable contribution from Seth MacFarlane of a $1 million. Which is kind of amazing, really. I remember all of this, and it was, was wild. I remember all of this, too. The goal was to create educational videos for schools to use free of charge if needed, and in 2016, Burton launched a new online educational service called the Reading Rainbow Skybrary for Schools. It follows the same mission. It's hard to argue with this kind of work, to be honest. I, I love that he went to that length, especially with the school stuff. I think it's really cool. Not everyone thought it was cool, unfortunately. In August 2017, WNED, the public TV station in Buffalo, New York, that had been involved in creating and producing the original show, sued Burton and his company, which was named RR Kids, with a Z, by the way, because it's cool. that's, that's how LeVar Burton rolls. WNED in this lawsuit demanded access to websites and social media accounts using the Reading Rainbow branding. The lawsuit also wanted to ban Burton from using the Reading Rainbow catchphrase, but you don't have to take my word for it, on his podcast and in other outlets. That part wouldn't have been so much of a travesty. <laughs> Stop using the catchphrase. You really don't like it, do you? No, it's not, it's not for me. Did they not completely check that they were allowed to use the branding and just like went ahead and did it? I don't know. That's point number one, because that's how it would seem. And point number two, imagine being the company suing the guy making stuff for kids. It's not a good look. You're in a situation there. Mm -hmm. The suit was settled in 2017 with WNED retaining the rights to the Reading Rainbow brand. It said that the station is working on future Reading Rainbow projects. Uh, LeVar Burton 
button is also still not allowed to use the famous catchphrase. Uh, the app is now just called Skybrary. It's like library, but with Sky, the sky. which is not a good name. No, <laughs> it's not. Because library is already a difficult word to say and spell, and people say it in many weird and wonderful ways. Skybrary is uh, it's a travesty. More difficult. <laughs> it's more difficult. We love you, Lavar, but we don't like the name of your. Call own. us. We can workshop some names. What if we go with Reading Rainbow? It's about. It's a place in England mm. right, called Reading, and he could just he could move there, and then there's no problem. Then it's just a coincidence. You could do it online in the Reading Rainbow Reddit. There you go. I like to thank Jen for sending in this topic. If you want to read a whole lot more about Reading Rainbow and watch some stuff on YouTube, there's some links over in the. Show show notes this week they're relay.fm slash ungenius slash 82 while you're there you can send us an email with your own topic suggestion and it'll go on the list or you can do that on twitter the show is at ungenius you can find mike on twitter as i-m-y-k-e and you can follow me there as i-s-m-h and until our next reading adventure mike say goodbye goodbye adios